1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach. As always, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Hola. Hola. And uh, live via Zoom, we have a special guest today. Mr. Aaron Richter is joining us. How are you doing, man?
0: We're doing good. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Uh, So Aaron uh, uh, has a company called The Royal Speakeasy and uh, deals with magic card proxies. And we'll kind of get into... What that is, and um, you know what that, how they play into the game of Magic: The Gathering. Um, but before we get into that, please like and subscribe. Obviously, uh, follow us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you do that. And also check out Patreon.com/slash/NerdsWithFriends. Become a patron, help us buy more proxies and Magic cards. You know that's <laughs> something we need. <laughs> Um, and we we do like to start to show off Aaron with a, a segment called Nerdy Confessions, where we confess the things that make us nerds. So we'll kind of start it off, and then uh, you can kind of jump in with one of yours. Christian, what's your nerdy confession? Uh,
2: sorry, cell phone.
1: Yeah, um, stop, stop getting text messages I'm, during I'm, podcast time. I'm too <laughs> fucking popular, man. Um,
2: my nerdy confession actually just came from uh, the shop that we like visiting, uh, Anime Imports, and I love the place. The employees are awesome. Um, they just never have the
1: stuff. I want to... I want to. <laughs> Sorry stop. they don't have an internet warehouse full of the cards. You I wish. want
2: to not spend my dollars at Card Kingdom. And yeah. nothing against the company, but I want to support small shops. Yeah. But it's just sometimes there's cards I want, and they don't have them. But um, yeah, my nerdy confession is that I'm trying to update one of the new decks that they recommended. Um, it's um, Prosper
1: Tome... Prosper Tome Bound.
2: Yes, I really like the deck. From um, the Forgotten Realms,
1: right? Yeah. Or is it Baldur's Gate? It's one of the D and D sets. One of the
2: D and D ones. It's a great. It's a great um, commander deck. I love it. I just want to upgrade it. Um, it's at least the three or four times I play with it. It's either super amazing or I'm not getting anything I need. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's 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 really <laughs> bad. Um. So I'm trying to update uh, that deck. And this is the first time I've ever done that to a deck that's already been created. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but Cody knows I've made a couple uh, decks. I have a werewolf one, a witch one, mm-hmm. and a vampire one that I'm still trying to tweak. It's not working exactly the way I want it. And yeah, I wanted to buy the, all these great vampire cards there. They just, they didn't have them, so I had to get in my Card Kingdom.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, I, I think the, the two of us really do our best to try to support the local game stores. So... Like, you know, they're not going to fault you if, you know, this one time you, you know, you order from Card Kingdom. <laughs> and I mean, Card Kingdom is a, you know, they started <laughs> off as a card shop. So, you know, up in, I think they're up in Seattle. They're in Washington. Seattle. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing as long as we always check with our local shops first. Because uh, honestly, they're all, a lot of times a lot cheaper at the local shops. Yeah, too. they yeah. are.
2: So. And they're great. Uh, I don't. I, I need to learn the guy's name, but it's always, we always get the help by the same I guy. I want to say
1: is. Dan was one of the guys that might've been the guy at game castle, but yeah. Anime imports, great shop. If you're local to the Bay area, uh, check out anime imports in Pacifica. They're uh, very knowledgeable guys and they're all super cool. Um, and they, they've helped us out on our, our magic journey. Uh, my nerdy confession, I guess I'll, I'll, uh, keep it with the, the magic theme since we're talking with Aaron today. Um, we, uh, I've I've recently started researching um, competitive EDH or competitive commander, which is a format of uh, magic commander. And um, the kind of the mentality behind it is, you know, there's no there's no like, oh, I just want to see if see if this cool effect happens or whatever. It's like, no, I'm here to win as fast and as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And I'm also here to stop people from winning the game also. So it's a lot a lot more like, you know, mass land destruction. Like, oh, I'm going to just destroy everything you have and take all the cards out of your deck and mill you down to zero. And um, it, it's much more cutthroat. But also, like, the thing that I really enjoy about Magic... Like my favorite thing is when you pull off a cool combo and something crazy happens, you know.
2: Except for the combo of the video you showed me where this guy won in one turn.
1: I want to do that, Christian. I want to. <laughs> I want to win
2: in one turn. We always play at my place. I think I'd
1: kick you out. If you can, yeah. like, get out. Hey man, that's just one more game of Commander we get. Like, oh, that was a quick, yeah. you know, three minute game while I made infinite mana and killed you with a Crick, son of Yawgmoth.
2: <laughs> I think if you pulled anything like that, I would call bullshit right away. Like, I would have to have three people who weren't playing that game (laughs) weigh in on it weigh in and
1: be like no that's (laughs) accurate i I think i think that is kind of one of those things where some of those like turn one turn two wins are so ridiculous that they seem like they shouldn't be legal but um you know that's one of the fun things with commanders you have access to all these cards from almost the entire history of magic and the ban list is so small that you can really abuse certain <laughs> things. So,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I, I ordered uh, – I'm building my first CEDH deck um, using some proxies, which we're going to be talking about today. So, um, because some of these decks are, like, in the thousands and thousands of dollars. And, you know, I don't have that. So, I'm going to be filling some holes, you know, with some proxies. I so,
2: feel like only, like, a Post Malone could probably – Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sure – He's got one, that guy, Cassius March, the uh, um, football player guy, who's who also owns a card shop. He's big into CEDH, so he's pretty cool. Aaron, how about you? What's a nerdy confession for you?
0: Um, well, first of all, back to those combos. I, I don't know. I guess five years ago, I had like a Captain Say deck with a Paradox Engine in it before it was banned. Oh, and nice. I would go on these combos that just lasted like half an hour. And I was probably like the most hated person <laughs> <laughs> at my table because of that. You know, you would tap it and then I would be able to untap to say, search my library. Yeah, That would take a while. And then I'd do it again. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. So yeah, <laughs> I pra- think... practice those combos beforehand. <laughs> right. Right. And I think a big it part of it.
1: anything with the competitive too, is letting people at the table know, like, Either hey, this deck is about like I'm, it's gonna go off if a certain things happen. So, you know, setting right. the expectations, and then also having maybe a backup deck that's not as fucking broken. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. <laughs> I think that's uh, you know having a, a another one to play casually with. But um, I'm definitely not going to tell Christian when I first bring that deck over. I'm just going, oh, oh try yeah. trying out this new thing and just... <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I'm pretty sure, like, in turn three, I'll know. Oh, that's
1: the bullshit. Deck. Mox Diamond, get out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, for Nerdy Confession, I don't know. Like, I was trying to think while you guys were talking. It's not... It's the off-season right now, but I watch... Every weekend I watch disc golf. I love watching disc golf. Like I love disc, disc golf. This guy plays. I love really? <laughs> disc golf. So I just yesterday
1: I just ordered okay. a Paul Macbeth signed disc. Uh, they, oh really? They went up okay. on sale and they were sold out in like five minutes, but I managed to get one. So yeah, I nice. I got into disc golf last year around this time, honestly, and um, like I go every weekend now up here. So it <laughs>
0: that's oh
1: nice. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Are there good yeah. courses down there uh near you?
0: Uh there are good courses. Unfortunately, they're like thirty minutes away from where I live. Yeah. So I'm kind of like in the middle of like five courses.
1: Hey, that's not that's not bad though, because I mean, so here in San Francisco, we do have the Golden Gate Park disc golf course, which is it's a very beautiful course, but it's very challenging and wooded, you know, lots lots of trees and stuff, very easy to uh lose the disc. Um, doesn't John McLaren right here? They have they have one there in in the golf course where you have to pay for that one. I'm I'm all about the freebies, um, but uh yeah the Golden Gate Park one's nice. But like even though how far away are we from Golden Gate Park? Like two miles? I mean, depends on traffic. Yeah. Well, we're like two two and a half miles away from it, but it takes us half an hour to get there. So There's so many lights. Oh my and- god. Yeah. Yeah. So the traffic's so rough. Um, and then we have yep. a really nice one across the Bay over in uh, – not not necessarily Oakland, but over in the same area in this uh, city called San Leandro. And um, they have – that's our favorite course. And, again, it's like 35, 40 minutes away. So I, I feel your pain on that one. But, nice. man, what a sport. Isn't it fun?
0: Yeah. It, I mean – I guess it's nerdy. I don't know. Like, oh, a hundred percent.
1: When you're out there, you're like, okay, so I got I need an understable driver, and maybe if I put right. in a little bit of a hyzer, and you know that sort of thing. What's what's your oh, exactly. what are you, what are a couple of your favorite discs? Like, what's your main driver?
0: Uh main driver, the Hades from Discraft. Yes. That's my main driver
1: too. Did we just what? become best friends?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I'll just go. Well, I'll just, yeah, go. just leave right now. And just have Aaron. <laughs> there's a lot of drivers out there, so I'm surprised. But yeah, yeah, that one. And then I like a lot of MVP stuff, so I mm. love their hex. Yeah, my favorite like mid range, and then I haven't I haven't tried probably. a lot of
1: MVP, but now that Mr. Simon Lazatz over there, I might have to yeah. pick a couple up and try them out. You know. Exactly. I'm sure, you know, most of the reason why he went was like his $10 million contract he got, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough yep. enough talking about disc golf as much, <laughs> as much as I could go off on that for an entire episode. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, let's let's get into practice. So why don't why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a little bit about your company and, and what what you guys sell.
0: Uh, yeah, so uh, about. A couple years ago, I started Royal Tokens. It was an Etsy shop where I basically just created designs for basic lands. And then they were just my own custom designs. And I would make my own frames. I would make just everything so that I could, I don't know, customize my decks. Because I always thought. The basic lands that Magic offers are a little boring with their borders. Like they have cool ones, like the The some of the showcase ones ones are really cool. Full art ones are really cool. Like the John Avon ones are uh, pretty classic. So I don't know. Instead of just buying those, I wanted to make my own because I just love making my own stuff. So I just decided to whip out my iPad, create a few paintings, put them on cards, and then print them out in bulk, and then ship them out to people whoever wanted to buy them so that was kind of the start i think when was that that was 2021 okay when i started doing that and then uh, i'm also a civil engineer so at the time i was doing civil engineering um so like i would get off of work at 4 30 hopefully and then pack like as much as I can, because I was always behind. I was always procrastinating. I'd pack as much as I can. I'd run to the post office before five thirty, yeah. <laughs> and then put them in the box and pray that um, Etsy didn't mark it as late. You know, sure. or I don't know. It was a scramble, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so that was about six months of that. Um, I created some more basic land sets, and then I created a dual and fetch land set. Yes. using artwork from like a really old Japanese painter. So if you have artwork that's like in a free public domain library, then you can use it commercially. So nice. for about half of my stuff, I try to find, cause I don't have an exorbitant amount of time to create,
1: like <laughs> to create a bunch of original art,
0: <laughs> a bunch of original <laughs> art. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and I just love the old vintage look too. That's yeah. kind of my style. So, well, I think that's, that's, I found
1: that's also how we kind of got introduced to your, um, to your stuff is I think I had a targeted ad on like Instagram or Facebook or something. And for Christmas, I bought Christian, I think some land, um, some lands. Yeah. Right. And then you bought, and me then some. I bought him some, land. he bought, <laughs> so we bought each other like, uh, some, and then we also, I think got your, um, the uh commander essential bundle or whatever too. Um but yeah the, the artwork is is awesome on I, I it. I love that. I'm partial to all the Japanese stuff. I think I got him the the watercolor dual and um,
2: I like the feel too. They're they're it's it's a nice uh stock quality. I I, I didn't know what to expect. Yep. I was like they look great. I was like they
1: were <laughs> Yeah, are they gonna show up on computer paper? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, you know, like oh it's on cardboard. <laughs> cool. Like no they're they're
1: really nice.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we definitely tried to find the best or not, maybe not even the best, but the most similar, like flex wise to, to magic cards. So yeah. Um so I guess, yeah, then after six months of that, I made those dual and fetch lands and then uh I don't think it was Hashbro at the time. I think it was still Wizards of the Coast. Okay. But they they sent me like a cease and desist oh. letter or something. Like they took down The listings from my Etsy store and then yeah I was like okay I'm sorry what do I do now I like tried to contact them back and they were super corporate about it just like oh well you broke all of our policies or our copyright policies please read them here so I read through them and I was surprised at what I found I guess like what's more so copyrighted is like their little symbols.
1: Sure. The little tap the symbol, little, the little mana symbol or whatever. Yeah. A little
0: tap symbol. I think that's what got me was a tap symbol. So Bastards. it's not necessarily that I'm like selling custom cards that you can use for magic. Right.
1: It's just that you used a little it's more silly so like arrow. Little,
0: little
2: I'm box. actually surprised yep. that that's all they made. So that's it. They're just like, take that off. Or I guess it would have been in the information they sent you. It's like, you just can't use that symbol. Yeah. That's that's essentially it.
1: I gotta imagine like iconography is a big part of it, right? Like if you use the plain symbol, you know, because that's one thing we, we noticed on, uh, you know, like on the on those Japanese ones, for instance. Um, now I don't I don't read Japanese. I I tried to take a semester <laughs> back in college, and I'm bad at it. But I, I, I gotta imagine it says like planes or mountain or whatever on those cards because it has the the Japanese you know katakana symbols or whatever, um, and so it's like, you know, yeah, it doesn't have the 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 little water droplet for for islands, but like it 100 percent gets the point across, and I imagine that helps you kind of get around that. See me, I would have
2: I would have tried to like, how can I, be a dick about this? <laughs> <laughs> like I just would have flipped the tap <laughs> symbol the other way <laughs> or like, yeah, there you go. It's not the same. It's, it's totally different it's now. A mirror image. Yeah. <laughs> just use zany
1: yeah. font. But
2: I believe I got, I got to think back to my art class days. I believe if you make a 10% difference in the artwork, you can use it. I think you can only mm. be up to like 90% of likeness. So I don't know, maybe just like curve, like curve it a little less or something. I don't <laughs> yeah. know.
1: Instead of being like a what like a ninety degree angle, yeah. it's at like, you know, uh, whatever the thirty percent or whatever. Yeah. Suck it wizards is yeah, different. It's like, like, oh yeah, it's like a it's a hundred degree angle. So but people get it. We could go to court about it. Yeah. <laughs> Bring out the little yeah, protractor.
0: Well, yeah. The thing is like a lot of those things are suggestions, so they're not like so black and white. Sure. But since Hashbro now is a very big company. Yeah. And I'm an extremely small company. No matter what I do or say or reason through with them, it just doesn't matter because they they can just do whatever they want to my store. So all you gotta do is
2: go on Twitter <laughs> and say OGL magic, <laughs> and, <just put> the, <laughs> and you'll get a
1: bunch of people just getting upset about it, and then they'll have to change course. Yeah, done. Well, <laughs> I think that's so interesting because yeah. you know last week we did did an episode on the open game license for Dungeons and Dragons. And I think that's a big thing with Hasbro that people are concerned about. Wizards of the Coast, in general, seems like—I mean, obviously they're a big corporation, right? Like, don't don't get disillusioned, but they, you know, they also had things like the original open game license where people could use whatever they wanted for free um, from that one document. Um, and now Hasbro is just like, nah, we need more money. You know, it's like when Disney bought Lucasfilm, and they're like, no, we need more Star Wars. You know. <laughs> So yeah. um, I think you know it, it is. It can be definitely a, a little scary if, especially if you get you know cease and desist or, or whatever notice. Like I wouldn't know what to do. I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm going to cease and or desist. You know, I think my first <laughs> yeah.
2: gut reaction would be like, oh, they noticed me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh yeah. my god! And then and then um, the scared. Oh shit! I probably owe them money. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I'm sure it's scary.
1: So where would you go from there? You just changed, changed, took those symbols off, off of there and kept... Yeah,
0: I mean, to be fair, they only took down half of my listings. Oh, okay. Which was a sign to me that I guess the other half were fine. Like they could have just taken right. them all down. 100%. And I could kind of see, again, it's it hard to tell. I really wish I was able to like talk to someone. But yeah. I could kind of see the reasons why they took down the one that the, the ones that they did. Sure. So from there I just made sure moving forward I would be as careful as possible. Just um, I mean the main thing is we make our own frames. So I'll like hand draw all of the frames. I think a lot of people copy magic's frames for proxies. Right. And that's I think that's copyright infringement. So we try to just make our own frames and well, then not use their symbols. It's yeah. just like the perfect bounce between like making sure the card represents what it's supposed to right? and making sure it's playable, but also like the really artsy issue of it.
1: Well, I think that's, you know, so that's when someone reaches out for something with custom artwork anyway, I think part of the point is they want something that looks different. Right. You know, so, you know, it's one thing if I like, you know, take a picture of a different ring of some sort and make a soul ring out of it. Um, and just have it in the magic border with the magic text and all the magic symbols. It's like that's not quite as cool, but you know, having a full art like borderless or or custom bordered one with like something completely different, I think that makes it really pop. Plus, when you're drawing it in your hand, you know, it makes getting a soul ring that much more exciting. You know, um, yeah, <laughs> like it's already a great idea to get a soul ring in your deck, but you know, it's like, man, now it just looks cool. And then the lands are are awesome too. I you know that's my first deck that I built um myself completely um from scratch. I went through all of my fancy lands that I had that I had accumulated from opening packs over the 3 4 months or whatever. And I just put all the fancy ones, like all the like the Kamigawa Neon uh, Dynasty ones. I love all those ones. So the Japanese aesthetic was already um one of my favorites and so put in as many of those as I can, but Again, those are just going to be basic lands, right? The, um, and basic lands only get you so far in in the game of Magic, right? So, I really love the dual yeah. lands, the fetch lands, the pain lands, all the, all the ones that you offer.
2: I do the same when I'm making a deck. Like I actually bought that box of the basic lands. And, I haven't and even my, u- I did too, and I haven't even used. That's it. my last resort. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I don't have any other cool. Yeah art lands all right. i guess i'll just pick them from here
1: yeah i've i've never i opened it when i first got it and i've never used it since because i just you pile up a bunch of lands and they're always going to look cooler you know you got the brothers war ones with big mechs in the background um and you know it's like it's it's fun to dress up your deck a little bit you know that's why foils are so you know sought after right um
2: i used to get excited when i got the foils but now
1: like you've seen like when we're
2: trying to see the value of the cards like It's ridiculous. Sometimes, like, why is the foil worth less? I thought the foil
0: should have been worth more. Like,
1: yeah, printing printing too too many foils.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I guess that's my favorite part is just theming your deck. Yes, and I think that is kind of that kind of resonates with our store. There's a lot less just like staple cards. I'm starting to add some more, but it's more so just like theming your deck making it more customized more like personalized towards how you want it to look so right that's kind of what we specialize in i guess
1: yeah i think you know um like i i mentioned um chris for christmas christian got me um i I think you call it like a commander's essential so i had like you know soul ring arcane signet um Mm -hmm. you know a good little selection of like mana rock type stuff and i mean it to me, that's, like, the perfect, like, deck starter, you know, mana yeah. base. And it's, like... And then you can get a pack of whichever themed, you know, lands you want. And you can guarantee that you get all the the ones you want, you know. So, like, like for me, uh, that that was my, uh, my uh, Transformers deck. It's the one that I have all the fancy lands in and stuff. But, like, you know, some of them are... Uh, Japanese themes. Some of them are Brothers War themes. Some of them are just like regular shinies. Some of them are retro. You know, they're mixed and matched, so they don't really match. But you can theme out a whole deck with every single land that comes up is is a new cool, you know, uh, custom artwork one. Um, See, But that would work for
2: Transformers because they are artifacts and I think they were... No, they weren't a Japanese cartoon, right? Were they?
1: Um...
2: I mean, I don't know if it was one of the ones that was just U.S. voiced. Yeah,
1: who knows, huh? I I think it. I think the animation was bad enough where it was probably an American cartoon. (laughs) You know, we were were always a a little bit behind the curve. You know, it looks kind of like GI Joe. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's uh, it's cool to to dress up um a deck. Now, I will say there's, so I spoke a little bit about the um, uh, CEDH deck that I'm working on. Um, and I've, you know, I, I used a, I found a service online that will print you out basically whatever proxy you want. Right. Um, and at least from, I mean, who knows how good they're going to be? They're, they're showing up tomorrow, so we'll see. Um, but <laughs> from the, their website, you can literally go through and pick a, out the exact magic artwork from the cards, from, you know, whichever set you want, whatever, you know, uh artwork variant they had and then they print it out and send it to you on demand <laughs> with all the text and stuff so how, how does a how does a company like that get away with doing something so blatantly i don't know copying uh magic have, have you heard of any companies like that that do that
0: uh i have i haven't looked into it much but i assume Magic just hasn't found them yet. <laughs> <laughs> One day
1: they'll find them. And...
0: Like, What's the name of that company, Cody? Did you... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
1: figure I better uh, leave that on the down. But they just don't
0: care enough.
1: Maybe I mean it's
0: yeah. it's, <laughs> no, it's they incredible. Care enough? There's a lot of Etsy. I used to be a lot more like, uh, like I don't know, not envious, but like, how are they getting away with this? Like, there's a lot of Etsy sellers that will just blatantly sell dual yeah. lands that are just exact copies. Well, one one thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, thought, I always thought that was a little too far.
1: Yeah, and plus, I mean, I mean, yes. Don't get me wrong; it'd be cool to own an original Tiger or something like that, right? Where, um, or the, uh, arid mesa and all the stuff with the cool, like spiral text and stuff. But it, it to me, it's like it that makes it feel more fake for some reason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like oh, I don't. You know, I obviously don't have this three thousand dollar land or whatever but it's like the fact that i have an exact copy of it makes it feel like Ugh, it's kind of gross but like if i have this cool piece of art that does the same thing in my deck now for some reason to me that feels better um and speaking of that is, is there any sort of like what's the general consensus out there about using proxies and decks like do you at your friendly local game store if you bring in a an entire deck full of proxies, are people going to give you a bunch of shit for it? Or is it going to be, if you have a little bit of a mix, what, what have you kind of felt out there when you you've been playing magic? Cause you've been playing longer than I have.
0: Yeah. I think, I think most of these, or I guess what you're talking about is more so like player to player. Yeah. So there's obviously like magic to player. That's like a relationship, but this is more like this player to player sure. with proxies. So I guess, I think most of those <laughs> discrepancies can be resolved just by having like a pre-game meeting, if that makes sense. Right. <laughs> or just like Rule zero or whatever. Oh yeah, that's another word for it. But just like going over, hey, I have this proxy deck that I love. It's fully customized. It like represents me. I don't know, whatever you want to reason for, like maybe I don't have much money. Right. This is what I brought. Can I play with it? I think 90% of people... I'll be like, sure, that sounds fun. Let me try to play against it. Like, what's its power level? That's probably the next question. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> it just doesn't matter, like, if it's proxied or not, if you're playing against the same power level. Right. Um, so I guess yeah. I'd say that's way more important than whether or not it's proxied. And then just trying to be <clears throat> as honest as possible right. with the proxy. Like, if you're trying to deceive them with proxies and then they find out like during the game, like, Oh wait, that's not like the actual version of the card or that's not something that magic, like they kind of find out during the game that might be alarming to some people or that might off put them. So I think it's just being honest beforehand. Yeah, about see, the proxy.
2: When I was a kid yeah. and when we when I first started playing magic and I remember playing my friend, I was like 10 years old. And we were playing to win cards and he had, and I really wanted to win because he had, um, was it she Sheven dragon or uh... Shivan dragon. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I want that card <laughs> and I won and I was so excited. And he was just like, he just gave up the card and I was like, he didn't even seem upset. And I looked at, it, I was like, this is a photo. This is a color copy. And he's like, Oh yeah, it's a proxy. And that's how I learned about proxies. Like what the fuck? I was like, this is bullshit. I was so mad. <laughs>
1: Because yeah. I was like,
2: why is he giving up this card so easily? Like he's as poor as I am. Like the fact that he got this, like, and he's willing to give it up that easily. Yeah, uh, I thought we were gonna have to scrap for it. And yeah, and I look at that, and I was, I was, I, I was so betrayed, man. So I had a, in, I've from the beginning, I've had a bad relationship with proxies. Now I don't care, but but as a kid, I was like, I was felt so betrayed, man. I was like, dude, yeah. you, you tricked me.
1: I was like, if you had won. I would have given up some of my real car. You're right. Exactly. Well, I think, I think you bring up a good point too, is that, um, and I think Aaron was kind of touching on this too. I think a lot of people's attitudes towards proxies kind of will come from their first experience with them. Right. If it's, if it's, you know, the first time th- they see a proxy is when someone, you know, curb stomps them with their CEDH, you know, Yagmoth deck. That just turn two wipes them, right? And it's like and they're all printed out proxies with custom art and stuff like that. Or like in your case, you know, oh, we're playing we're playing four cards, like we're trading <laughs> cards and you get a fake one and you're giving up a real one. Yeah, I would have given up a real one had I lost. Then then like that put <laughs> that puts a bad taste in your mouth on proxies in general. But I think, you know, at least being a newer magic player, to me it just seems like such a great tool because like Say say I do want to you know I want to go to a CDH tournament and like I have to have a hundred percent real cards. I'm not going to go out there and spend thousands of dollars on on the real stuff if I don't like how the deck plays. Yeah, right? for sure. So um, I think I think they offer a really cool service. And then, but you know, realistically, most of the time I'm playing Magic, and playing with you or you know my other friend group. So I just like a deck to look cool. I think that's that's my my main purpose for see. It. Like,
2: and even to this day, when I hear proxy, I'm like kind of like in the beginning right but like with, with with um these cards they they don't feel like proxies to me because like when i think proxy i think photocopy these right are like and nice not only artwork. photocopy but like
1: bad photo. yeah like bad copy <laughs> <laughs>
0: like it's like yeah.
1: off off kilter and stuff you know
0: yeah i mean i think a cool proxy too is like just your own hand-drawn version of the card i think that could be fun as well so yeah yeah it can well, There's so many cool things you can do with that.
1: They, they did a cool – um. It, it that kind of reminds me of that secret lair they dropped where they gave these certain cards to little kids and said, okay, draw a crater hoof, crater hoof behemoth.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. And,
1: and they draw it, and it's like it's in crayon or whatever, and they released yeah. those cards where they're like stick figures. But then they had a professional artist go over it and make it into an actual – like, full art card, and it looked, they look great.
2: I don't appreciate you shitting on my crayon art, Cody. Those are my submissions <laughs> yeah. that went through. Yeah, well, it just says see Garcia. Yeah.
1: Age 36. <laughs> Put my hand on there. Just, yeah.
2: I just yeah. lied. That's my kids. It's adorable. Put it in. There. Oh, God. Oh,
1: that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, uh, one thing that, you know, it's funny you bring up like all these Etsy stores that you know, are doing like blatant, you know, photocopies essentially. And um, another another kind of hobby that I'm into is into like miniature painting and wargaming. So like Warhammer 40,000 and whatnot. Yeah. And kind of an offshoot of that, I got into 3D printing. And I think 3D printing, because it's such a new kind of industry, um, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on where – you know, there's, there's a creator who creates these STL printable files. And then you'll see people on Etsy who are just printing them out or selling the files themselves for money. You know, it's like, Oh, here's 12,000 files for 1099. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, eventually someone's going to find, you know, the ones who are are doing that stuff. And I think they're going to get the old cease and desist also. Um, but in, uh, particular, yeah.
2: in particular, I think uh, GameWorks man, like they don't mess around. Yeah, Game they're Workshop,
1: all... yeah, yeah, they'll they'll get you if you even if you put like Space Marine in the in the title, like it is down within hours. It's crazy. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't mess around. They're they're not they're not as uh, they're not as nice as Hasbro. <laughs> in yeah. was into the coast. They will, you know, the Imperium of Band is not very kind. <laughs> um, yeah. so uh do you now let's kind of go over some of the ones you offer like the ones I really saw that were cool were the Japanese and the watercolor ones were kind of what struck me first. But then you had like a, I think you had one that um, a set that you could use like 3d glasses on. Is that right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I learned how to do like, I think it called stereography or something. Stereography. Yeah. Stereographic something images. Something like that. Where you have like a blue, you have an image blue that and has red glasses all of the, yeah it's just blue and then you have one that's red well it's really like cyan and red sure and then you if you separate them a little bit then the glasses kind of make the image pop out you got to do it right though there's like a lot of ways to mess it up but yeah that was fun i don't know i just uh <laughs> was interested in that i thought it would be cool to try got, out got a, pack a set of
1: 3d glasses in your deck box you got to shove it in there and like wait, yeah. guys! Everyone, put these on. I'm about to drop a dueling. Check this out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the ultimate nerdy retro '80s thing, uh, oh, like 100%. possible, and I love it. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Do you
1: have any uh, plans for like future, you know, um, future runs or sets that you're going to do that you're ki- kind of excited for?
0: Um, I'm excited to expand the to do more artifacts. Like I love the. Blueprint style that I did with the artifacts. Yes. Those and very I want to cool. make more of those for sure. They just I, take a lot of draw.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, they're obviously very popular because freaking Wizards of the Coast just did that with the Brothers War. They had the like the schematic ones. And, um, you know, I think yours, because they're full art and they're even more like, you know, even more detailed than theirs, there's kind of, you know, sometimes in the background they get a little scribbly and stuff. But um, I think see, now they're
2: even. You know, he made proxies and yeah. went the coast. Yeah, they copied his, him. They took his idea, so yeah. it's even.
1: While while they were sending you the cease and desist, they're like, "God damn, you see these ones? Yeah, we should do something <laughs> like this." And the fine know, right, print yeah. is like, "And you
2: can't sue us. And just you just can't sue us for doing this." Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I released my Japanese ones like almost six or eight months before they released. There's for Kamigawa for the Kamigawa. So, Look what's yeah, happening. What's happening, like, him, mm, yeah. what's happening to him?
2: Yeah, maybe. What's happening to him is happens, what happened to us. It happens to us. We too. throw
1: out great ideas in the show, and then people just take it. It's the same thing. It's with us. It's yeah. mostly. Uh, it's mostly Marvel Studios. Um, we'll go and we'll do either like fan casting of particular characters, or we'll do like entire plots of movies. And then you know a year later it shows up and we're like what the hell <laughs> like we we talked about that <laughs> yeah. in, in, in fact we uh one of one of our favorite ones the blade one the blade one yeah so that we recorded an episode like the week before we went to Comic-Con um San Diego Comic-Con where they announced all this stuff and we we're doing like ooh fan casting like wh- wh- what movies you know what movies should they announce you know what what are they going to announce this year you know we could kind of take a guess and he he was like Oh, I think they should do, you know, blade. I think the Marvel Universe is ready for That's, Blade. Yeah,
2: I think you're ready for vampires. I think they need to start throwing in these supernatural things.
1: And, and he was like, Who who do you think they would cast? I'm like, you know who they should cast? Is Marshal Ali because he's like he's like Wesley Snipes, but he's a good actor. And <laughs> and so three day like a day or two after we put that episode up. At Comic Con They announced it And they announced him As the actor And he came out on stage I was like oh my god We just turned to look yeah. at each other Like what the fuck Yeah Yeah <laughs> So we have this ongoing that's joke. Crazy. We have this ongoing joke that Kevin Feige is one of our biggest fans and he's just like writing down all of our things. So. I
2: wouldn't be surprised though, like all jokes aside, if they're listening to small time shows and be like, oh hey, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. They're never like no one's ever gonna believe that they came up with that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, stealing all of our Even ideas.
2: even like our friends like, dude, we totally called. I was like, No, you didn't shut the fuck up. I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, but we did. We it's did. The- we have it
1: recorded and dated. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um,
1: Um, So, so if you had, if there was one, because I know you did like the, um, so you did the Power Nine, right? The like the Black Lotus and the all all the Moxes and stuff. Um, Is there a a particular card you're looking forward to the most of making like your own edition of
0: it? um, Maybe not. I don't know. I honestly don't have uh too many plans right now. I kind of get inspired and then just do it. <laughs> nice. Like, yeah. I mean I have a big list of cards that I want to do. Just more so like what people have requests or asked for. Sure. Um, sure. You are gonna do like yeah, a think,
1: like a tutor one would be kinda cool. They um the tutors are really hot right now with the new uh Dominaria remastered one. It would be cool yeah. to see like, you know, the demonic the uh, mystical tutor, the enlightened tutor, all those ones.
2: You got to bring back like the full on demon with like, you know, the, the <laughs> was it the, uh, the star or whatever yeah, the pentagram that one. That's the one that got taken down. Right. Um, there was one that like, I know like they took away because I, they were like, I don't, it's oh, too demonic.
1: I don't know if it was demonic tutor. Maybe it was like dark ritual or something. There was one where like some lady is getting tortured in the background or something with a pentagram carved into her. And people are like, yeah. uh, this is too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing like a top 10 video of like top 10 magic cards that they had to change the artwork or something. That yeah. That was
1: cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, I think I think those would, would be – if I had to pick one that like that I would love to see redone, it's like a set of tutors okay. would be pretty cool, I think. How about you? Chris? Yeah. Yeah, uh,
2: tutors would be great. Um, see, like I'm wondering like – it. Like some
0: creature like cards, sets, but like, like they would like have to, to be to
1: classic things. ones. What was what was that, Aaron?
0: I do like sets, like a set of cards, like yeah. That, I don't know. I, I what like they, call it, they call it? They call it
1: like a cycle in um in Magic, like a <laughs> land cycle or a tutor cycle. I think I think yeah. you know that's that's what really attracted me to to your stuff was um like I just wanted all the dual lands. Because I don't necessarily have a red white deck, but having that card is going to be useful. You yeah, know sure. what I mean? Um, and so now, now I have them and I can kind of slot it in wherever I need to.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, one project I am excited about, I don't know if I'm going to do it yet, though, is like a cube. I want to make an entire cube of cards. And I love, have you heard of like the Robo Rosewater cube? No i think that's what it's called it's just completely ai generated oh that's yeah crazy. so they took like the database of magic cards sure. and then they created like the ai created a set based on those magic cards so what you get is like these crazy rules that just don't make sense like you can <laughs> technically do them but right. like why would you do it like tap like discard your hand or no, That would be too good, <laughs> like <laughs> Wheel of fortune, you know. Yeah, that'd be too. No, but it's just like I don't know, tap your card, your turn ends, just like something super, oh, super stupid like super that. Weird. That the AI thought of that's funny. Um,
1: that would be kind, that AI. would be fun if
2: everyone had a deck like that. Yeah, it'd be, probably be like an eight hour game <laughs> before someone
1: won. But so that I, I know, yeah, now kind of correct. I'm not entirely familiar what a cube is, but from my understanding, it's like it's kind of like a a a draft box that you curate yourself. Is that about right? Or something?
0: Yeah, it's like a more more efficient draft, Um, and you already have the cards. Like, and then you can. I think the most common cube is like five twenty, or there's like different. There's like three hundred sixty card cube. There's like a five twenty. Okay. They get bigger like the more players you have. And then you just shuffle up all the cards and then you separate them into packs and then you just treat it like a normal draft night gotcha um and then you just but you make the cubes so that all the cards kind of work together right they synergize a little bit yeah they synergize better than just a normal um magic set very cool so yeah i always thought it'd be cool to like make a whole set proxies but that sounds a little daunting maybe (laughs) maybe
1: you know maybe you you work up to it you know you'll be like okay well here i'll do all my graveyard synergy stuff in in this set and then i'll do all my token stuff in this set you know and you can kind of eventually you'll have a cube where it's like oh now you can kind of you know build build whatever you want out of it um i think that would be that would another cool one i just thought of while, while we were talking about that was like all the crazy like um like the most annoying cards in magic where like smothering tithe and uh Rhystic studies all the ones where it's like you have to remind someone every time they draw a card or cast a spell hey you're gonna pay the you're gonna, oh. <laughs> you gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gonna pay the Ristic studies you're gonna pay that yeah you're gonna pay the you're gonna pay this you're gonna pay this uh that, that would be a fun one. i don't even know what you would call that but like something clever it's just like <laughs> just like a handout like this
0: <laughs>
2: You gotta put. Um, I don't remember what the gif is, but somewhere. Oh yeah, it's oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, because goddamn, those cards are good. But actually, you know, a I hologram feel, feel card so of that bad. would
2: be cool. Like where you just move it and it's just like <laughs> finger you up and <laughs> <laughs> that we don't have to say anything. You just show it to the person and just kind of like move it. Just
1: yeah. Or what's her, what's her name from uh, um, the uh, uh, Parks and Recreation? Money, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Aaron, it's been so fun talking to you and super interesting yeah. kind of getting to know the world of proxies a little bit better. Um, where can people find you? Where can people find your amazing proxies out there if they wanted to order themselves some?
0: So The best place is our website, the Royal Speakeasy. Um, and then we also have an Etsy store called Royal Tok- Tokens. And then our uh, Instagram is also called Royal Tokens.
1: Royal tokens was the Etsy Etsy shop too. Right. It broke oh, up a yep. little bit.
0: Right. So yeah, we started off on Etsy with red tokens. And then after the, the copyright strike, I was like, probably better have my own website. So yeah. That's why there I you created go. the roast easy. Yeah. E- um,
1: Etsy's in there playing double agent yeah. for Hasbro.
0: <laughs> what, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slightly themed to like a kind of, you know, keep it quiet you yeah there you go. <laughs> you know, like there it's you a go. speakeasy it's not like a public yeah. or it, it just kind of feels more exclusive which is fun too like, oh yeah we'll gotta go to the speakeasy so
1: yeah and i i will say you know like yeah, it, fun, it, it but... made everything really easy to find on there too which was kind of cool because um, i mean you know like i said it's one of those instagram i think it was instagram or or twitter or something Ad and I'm like I don't normally click on those, but I was swiping <laughs> through and I was like, oh, this looks cool. Was, <laughs> it Just instantly went in there. Um, <laughs> nice. So uh, yeah. it, it's definitely definitely good looking stuff. Um, we'll put the uh, website down in the description of the video on YouTube and on um, on our podcast description too. So if you look down in the notes, you guys yeah. can see that in there and uh, pick yourself up some proxies. Well, cool. Thanks Aaron again for uh, coming and talking with us. It's been super fun getting to know you and um, you know, we'll have to, uh, if you're ever up in the Bay area, we'll have to go disc golfing and play some magic afterwards.
0: I know. I know I was going to say that, or you can invite me as a co host yeah. uh, to just talk about disc golf and we can kick Christian out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'll
1: go
2: hang out with Sweet Pea outside. Yeah, maybe
1: we'll, maybe we'll do an entire disc golf episode and we'll just have you on and we'll nerd out about, like, oh, did you hear about the Brody Smith and Paul McBeth dramas? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man, But I'll definitely hit you up if I'm in the area for disc
1: golf. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks again for taking the time. We do That'd appreciate really it.
0: Fun. And
1: Magic. Yeah, exactly. And Magic, of course. We've got to get a couple games of those in and we'll get your full proxy deck in here and we'll see see how crazy it is yeah well thank you guys for listening and liking and subscribing uh make sure you check out uh aaron's shop down in the description pick yourself up some beautiful proxies there and uh you know power up your magic game um while you're down there click like and subscribe follow us on all the social medias and check out the patreon.com slash nerds with friends christian I'm going to wreck you so hard with my CED. Yeah, probably for sure. Yeah, (laughs) I can't wait. And to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.